Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hoosier Huddles. After the dust settles, I'm Sammy Jacobs. Along with me is Alex Compton. It looks like we're riding solo today, Alex, uh, which is fine. It was a, a tough afternoon at Nippert Stadium uh, against Cincinnati, Indiana. Uh, falls 45-24 in a game that at halftime uh, was 38-10. It looked like the wheels were falling off. Uh, Indiana comes out, puts together a respectful second half, scores 14 points, gifts Cincinnati a touchdown uh, to make it 45-24. Uh, what, what are your initial takeaways from, from yesterday? Yeah. I mean, for me, you know, I tweeted it a couple times yesterday, but you know, a lot of small things added up into a, a hole yesterday. Um, and you know, I, you won on the margins in the first, you know, well, the Illinois game and the Western Kentucky game, right. Those small things went their way. Didn't, didn't go our way yesterday. So obviously, you know, we knew that's a good Cincinnati team, a good Cincinnati program. That's their 29th straight win at Nippert Stadium now. So it's not like, you know, IU blew it or whatever. But Sammy, I got to tell you, it's it's really nice now that it's it's just it's basketball season. So it's, it's really nice, a nice sense of relief here that I can just kind of, you know, punt on the rest of the season after, you know, after four games, you know, after losing to a team that was in the playoff last year on the road, you know, it's just you know, you got to totally shift your attention here because there's no other point in watching anything now. Um, you know, you could have been Michigan state and got boat raced at home by Minnesota. Um, you know, you could have been Wisconsin, got killed in Columbus. You could have been Purdue eking out a win, you know, at home on homecoming, you know, whatever, you know, it's always doom and gloom and it's the worst thing ever to, you know, root for the team that you went to school at or that you, you grew up with. So, um, well, let's, you know, let's, let's, I, let's address that first. Cause you bring up a good point. Um, I had to get off the of social media yesterday. I just, there were so many negative, like, and I'm not, I don't want to be the rah, rah guy. And you know, you have to root for this team and, and all yeah, that. Stuff. I mean, but and there's least, a lot, a lot of things to clean up that we'll get yeah, into. Yeah. Like give them a chance. And, and here's, I'm going to set the record straight for IU fans who are listening. Indiana's not firing Tom Allen this year. It's not happening. It's not. They couldn't come up with the buyout for an offensive coordinator last year. They can barely, you know, feed the press in the press box. They can't keep the lights on in Mellencamp. They're not paying $25 million to get rid of a coach and then paying another however many millions of dollars to bring a new one in. So forget it. Yeah. It's not happening. And then, yeah, my other, you know – the people that are immediately, you know, who are you bringing in? Not even that. Like, what did you, were we going to go 12 and oh, this, like, were you expecting us to win every game? Like, I don't understand. Like I'm the biggest IU optimist. Like I'm a bigger football guy than a basketball guy, but 
like you know like i'm not expecting us to go 12 but like what did what do people expect that's going to happen in, no in and the i course don't of think that the indie it's just the, such a loss yeah the indie media does them no favors either and i had to get off of, uh, of social media because greg doyle is writing articles what happened to iu what happened to tom allen he should have punted mm-hmm. on fourth and 13 which Fine, whatever. You know, maybe you save face and it's 38-24 instead of 45-24. But then somebody will complain that, hey, you're just giving up on the game. You're down two yeah, touchdowns right. in a big play and you're right back in it. Uh, it's I, I'm, And then you have uh, the Daily Hoosier writing, it's the same as last year. No, it's not. IU has three. They've already beaten the expectations of, uh, of a lot of national people. They've gotten three wins and they got a Big Ten win. So it's yeah. not anything like last year. And if it was like last year, Cincinnati wins that game 63-10. Yeah. At least. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, Illinois looks Illinois looks really good. That That's going to be a win that ages well over the season. Western I Kentucky won. Yeah. Western Kentucky won 73 nothing, 73 to nothing yesterday. Like, it's you know, 73 it's, it's points in three quarters. There's a lot of stuff to focus at time and energy on, you know, in the world today. And I want us to win more than anybody, believe me, but man, oh man. You know, I'm just, I am yesterday. So and tired. Not, it's just, it, it's not as <laughs> doom and gloom uh, as you'd think yesterday, but I'm so tired. of. Yeah. It's, it's frustrating, but uh, you know, back, back to the game yesterday, again, same story as the first three weeks, a lot of things I really liked a lot of things you have to clean up. Uh, oh, can we define what counts as the start of the game? Like, how long into the first half does it count as the start? Because I, think, I, I get into this in baseball too. Yeah. Like, the first hundred games start. No, that's a season. Yeah. So, is it the first two drives? Is it the first? I would quarter? say for me, it's uh, if after each team has the ball twice. I think that's what I count as. So the fifth, the fifth drive of the game, I think, is the start of the game is over. That's what so I. So what what was the score after the fifth drive? It was was it ten three? I think it was ten to three. Yeah. Not an awful start for IU. I, I, no. it, it was. You gave them three points on the interception. Mm-hmm. Um, heck of a job by the defense there, though. Yes, heck of a job by the defense. But you tie the game, and then a, not a heck of a job by the defense, letting yeah. up a seventy-five yard touchdown. Yeah. So these yeah. it was a slow start. I wouldn't call it a terrible start mm-hmm. IU moved the ball in their first two drives and they gave Cincinnati um a short field on their first drive and then it gave up a big bust it was a terrible I would you know the defense came up big uh, on that first first drive if you want to call it a drive uh, and then just fell apart that's the most concerning thing for me is the first half secondary play because this was a unit that we all thought would be the strength of the team. You have Tywin Mullen, who got toasted on that 75-yard touchdown play. Uh, Jalen Williams has has not looked – he's had his moments, but he has not looked yeah. as good as he has in the past. Uh, you know, Brian Fitzgerald doesn't look like he should be at safety. Maybe he needs to go back to Husky. Um, Monster, I don't know if he's healthy. No, uh, he he ran off holding his shoulder yesterday. Yeah, but I think that one of the long touchdown passes they had Sanguinetti. They had the backups in early in the game, and that's another thing we'll get on. You got to play your best players. 
yeah, um, and for longer uh, and things like that. So I don't know. It, yeah, it wasn't a great start, but it wasn't the start that killed IU. It was that mm-hmm. second quarter. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, snowballed quickly. But again, they're, you know, the little things, you know, not that that coverage bust was a little thing, but, you know, the end of the first half, I, I keep coming back to, you know, as I thought about the game more this morning, you know, after that second quarter really got away from you, I think, you know, and a couple of people commented to us yesterday that I agree with. I think you got to take a knee and just go in the half down to one day. I mean, late in the game, if you're down, you could have down seven points after all that late in the game yesterday, which totally changes it without, you know, two. I mean, they, we gave them 14 points, the one garbage time at the end, and then the strip six right to close out the first half. I mean, it's a seven point game in non garbage time if you cut out that fumble six. So for me, that was, you know, that, that's and not that a was good very unallen like too. That's right. what confuses yeah. me is that yeah. we've seen him not be aggressive at all. And then all of a sudden you're on the road. You've just let up a, a, like that sequence to me started a little bit earlier with the false start on fourth and one. Now yeah. IU had, was down 24, 10. Yeah. Um, they'd given up some big plays, but that last, five minute sequence, uh, four and a half minute sequence started with that false yeah. start. They try and yeah. go for it on fourth down. It looks like they're kind of disorganized with Donovan McCulley. Uh, they move Luke Haggard from left tackle to right tackle and Haggard jumps false start. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of, I think the ball was at the Cincinnati 46 or 48, yeah. but instead of having, you know, a first down at the 45, uh, which I, I do think that Donovan McCauley running a ball gets that first down. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Cincinnati called a timeout. They were worried, you know, they were worried about that play and, and that was, we've talked about it before, yep. but you know, just throwing Basilak out at wide receiver for that. They weren't able to sub the yep. tempo, you know, gave Cincinnati problems yesterday at a couple different times. Um, you know, so coming out of a timeout, you just, you can't have, you know, your best offensive line and make a, make a penalty and, you know, make a play like that. Yeah. And um, then, so that was pretty much it really. Yeah. And you had a ch- chance to just limit the damage and get out of it. And you, you're throwing a pass. You just take a knee or if you want to see if you could get some yards to set up a field goal, I think there are 32 seconds left. Yeah. They were at the 25. Mm-hmm you need at least because they were going into Charles Campbell was short from 55 on that side of the field um, by like five or six yards. So you'd have to get down to the, at least the 35 uh, and in 32 seconds against that defense, uh, it, it turned out the way that we would all think it'd turn out a disaster. Uh, so just take a day, go in Um does that determine what happens in the second half? I, you never tell, but if it played out the way it did, yeah, you're, you're back in the ball game. Yeah. So yeah, that was just a very uh, Allen like call, which makes me think, do you think he's panicking? Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, I think it was just probably not the first half he expected. Um, you know, I think the second, the team plays like they did in the second half. I think that's a bowl team. Um, I think 
a second half that you played yesterday, if you play that same combination on Saturday in Lincoln, I think that gets you a win out there too. Um, you know, there were a lot of things I like, you know, we talked about it on the round table and some of our previews leading up to the game. I was most worried about getting out physical by Cincinnati on both sides of the ball. That was not the case. That was only, only one side of the ball got out physical. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think we ran the ball pretty well. I think the defensive line and the linebackers looked really good. I mean, the defense was fine except for the secondary, um, yep. you know, and, so and a DeMarcus Elliott missed tackle. Just that missed tackle on that second and 20 screen pass was, was killer. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, I, so I was, I was worried about the level of physicality. I think that's something that, you know, we struggled with, especially last week. Illinois was pretty good. I think that was part of just, you know, first game, you know, home opener, all that stuff. But um, so that, that was good. That was good to see, um, you know, a lot of better tackling, I would say overall, some missed tackles in the secondary again. But um, physicality wise, I thought I liked what I saw from both sides of the ball. I mean, the other thing, you know, we understand, look, we, we get it. We understand the offensive line is not playing well and hasn't been for a couple of years now. It's not like it's just going to, you know, change or, you know, it's not just going to get better next week or for the week, you know, it, it is what it is at this point. Um, and I don't know, Indiana ran over a hundred plays on offense. Um, the tempo was really good. Um, yeah, caught Cincinnati off on the Henderson touchdown pass. Yep. The, the nobody guarding him, they caught him off guard. Yep. To go back to the offensive line a little bit, Alex. Yeah, I, I just I think they need to rethink the lineup. Caleb Murphy had a real tough time. Yeah, um, you know, guarding that nose tackle, and that's the the kind of body types you're going to see in the Big Ten. Yeah, maybe you move Mike Kadic over to center, uh, and plug and play. You know, we saw Josh Sales. He struggled a little bit, but I'd rather have a struggling young guy who's going to have another three, four years with the program than Parker Hanna, who's he's done after next year or yeah. after this year. Yeah, um, and, you know, he was a good depth ad, but, man, it, uh, <laughs> he was okay yeah. at the end of the Illinois game because it was a lot of just quick passing stuff and that last drive. But, um, man, it was uh, not not his best day yesterday. Um, I seriously think you have to consider moving him, maybe put him at guard, put one of the guards at center. Um, yeah, I don't think you can keep running Hannah out there at right tackle, or at the very least, you gotta, you know, you gotta leave a tight end. That's not AJ Barner or a sixth offensive lineman there in there to chip. Um, you know, Hannah one-on-one yesterday was a disaster. Bazelak had next to no time, saw a few, you know, hashtag Tuttle time tweets, I mean, Tuttle doesn't have the arm to run around like that and still get the ball down the field and throw it 66 times. Um, you know, you could have put Michael Vick back there. and I don't know what he would have done um, running around that much. But, you know, yeah, we took him. was good. Prime, I, you know, yeah. Well, prime, well, yeah. Prime, prime, prime Vick. Well, he, he would have, yeah. You know, wins that game. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's just – it was another, you know – not great performance. Uh, I thought the running game was good, though. I thought you had in the first half, you had good push in between the tackles. Henderson looked good at that. Um, it was nice to see Shivers bust a couple long ones. That touchdown run, 47-yarder, was real nice. Um, yeah, so, I mean, there were good things. Uh, my biggest storyline, again, 
is, you know, both the Matthews look banged up. So monster on defense, DJ looked like he got hurt on that punt return. Um, Cam Camper at another 10 catch game over hundred yards. Again, you, you need that other guy. That's not DJ Matthews now to step up behind camper. I keep waiting for Emory Simmons. You know, I don't know if it's going to be him. It would be really nice if it's AJ Barner. Um, they got to throw him the ball though. You know, he can't I, yeah, make plays if you don't yeah. throw him the ball. Now, look, he's covered some of the times. Yeah. But there are times where he's open. Basilak's not looking at him. Yeah. And again, I think that's he doesn't have enough time to look at the middle of the field because he's he's immediately kind of rolling. He, he's auto rolling because he kind of has to. But, um, you know, there were some throws off his back foot yesterday. That's just he knows he's not comfortable in the pocket. Um, yeah. And he was frustrated at the end of the game. I don't know if they showed it on TV, but like a couple plays of those end zone, you know, sacks near the end zone, and he's like slamming the ball down, which, you know, you said was a good thing in our text. I think it, it could be. I also think that it could be a – you can't lose him mentally too yeah. um, and get, get frustrated. He can't show up your offensive line because those, no, those are the guys who – or at least trying to protect you. They might not be able to protect you for, for long, but they're at least trying to protect you. And if you kind of get off the same page, they, I, I mean, I've seen teams where it's like, I, we're just going to let them go and, and tee off and we'll, we'll go protect the backup. Um, Tuttle's not coming in. Um, you're right. He's, I don't think, I think the upside, if you're going to go with a backup quarterback, is Dexter Williams. Yeah, let him run. Uh, yeah, he looked real good in warmups yesterday too. He just, I, it, I made it a point to watch him. He throws a good ball. Now it's warmups and there's no rush and it's not the game, but he looks like he has a strong arm, can zip it, uh, and he can run. So he might be that quarterback of the future in the next year or two. But yeah, I use rolling with with Basilak and. They, you're right. They need that second receiver to step up. And if I don't know what the DJ Matthews injury was, didn't look good. Yeah, looked like a little hammy or something on that punt return. And you know, I get it's a bigger game and a, a tougher game, but I said it last week. You just you can't have them return punts. And you, and know, you Connor, can't. I'm done. I'm done with Connor Delp returning. Yeah, punts you can't there. fair catch that one at the three either. That and that's another example of just like those small, you know, small yep. mistakes that really add up, especially against a good team, especially on the road. Yeah, um, same with Christian Harris. You know, hitting the plant yeah, leg kind of got wasn't. Into him. Yeah. Yeah. But anytime you hit the plant leg of the punter, they're gonna they're gonna throw the flag. You gotta be smart. You you know, as a pump block guy, you need to be taught you're going after the ball. So if it comes off that front foot, you should not hit that back leg. Yeah. Um, or the or the plant leg. You're going maybe a yard or two in front of the punter uh, to block that punt. You shouldn't even get close to that back leg. If you run into the punter, whatever, like hit his front kicking leg, all right. It's dumb, but it's not as inexcusable as as that. But, yeah, I, Connor Delp, I, I'm done with him at, at punt returner. They need to use – they need to get more speed on the field too. And, and you saw that's with Cincinnati um, with Tyler Scott and, and those receivers. They're fast dudes. They're not big, but they're yep. fast. Um, yep. And, and – it's time to get Jalen Lucas out there. It's time to get Cameron Perry, if he's ready, out there as well. Um, 
you'd like to see uh, hopefully uh, Jocko Smith has been hurt all year. You know, hopefully you could get him back and, and things like that. But you need some speed out there. This is like having six three receivers is great. But if they can't run by anybody and don't give you an option in the slot, it's it's not good. Um, let's talk about the running back a little bit. Uh, Josh Henderson, I think, needs to be the bell cow at the at the running back position with Sean Shivers being that kind of change of pace back. To me, it was great to see him break off that 47-yard touchdown run. But he's dancing in the hole way too much, and it takes him – he has short, choppy steps, and he's a shorter guy. It takes him too long at the line of scrimmage to get up to full speed. I think Henderson's a little bit more decisive, can get to full speed faster. Um, so I would like them to switch that up. Now, I don't know if Henderson got hurt, but I did not see him in the game late uh, much at all. He had – you know, 15 touches for close to 60 yards and a touchdown. Um, but I didn't see him much late in the game there either. So it'll be interesting tomorrow to see what Allen says about the injuries, see what people ask about the injuries, because losing DJ Matthews and Devin Matthews, it's not good. And then, you know, your running back depth takes a hit if, if Henderson uh, can't go as well. Yeah. I mean, I actually, I, I liked how they used both of them yesterday. I think it should be kind of a 50, 50 split with those two um, that, you know, both offer different looks kind of different plays for both of them. Um, you know, but again, it's, it's, we got to get Jalen, Jalen Lucas, the ball, man. I, it's some of the stuff we're doing again, like the quick timing throws, those are good and they're working. And the tempo's good, and we're moving the ball down the field. But again, like if we don't want to sub, I think if Jalen Lucas in the slot, especially if Matthews is out for a little bit here, um, you know, put him in the backfield, put him in the slot, just get the guy the ball. You know, we needed more chunk plays, even though we had some of them yesterday. But um, you know, I'll keep saying it, but you got to get Barner going. I'd like to see some new options on offense kind of emerge, but. Again, I, you know, I was pretty pleased with the offense. The first, the first pick by Bayes, bad, bad ball. Um, just say open the sack, the sack too. He's got to get rid of that. There was a 19 yard sack. He's just got to get yeah. rid of it. Yeah. So I mean, you know, obviously stuff to clean up, but you know, overall, I, I liked the offense. Um, I liked what I saw. Um, so I think, you know, next week Nebraska is probably the worst, one of the worst rush defenses we'll see all year. Um, so you should be able to to run the ball a little bit better next week and kind of take some of the load off a of, off of Bayslack, but you know, tough to tough to say. Yeah, that that second half made me feel a little bit better, um, coming out of it and things like that. It'd be you know if you lose forty five ten and there's no fight in the second half, then then yeah, your your mind goes back to oh no, did they did, has he lost this team? Uh, I don't think. That, that was the case coming out uh, of yesterday. But now Nebraska's that game you got to win. We went into this with the attitude of you got to split it. Um, and Nebraska, they're one and three. They've already fired their coach. Yeah, it's a night game in Lincoln. Uh, you know, it could be a tough environment. 
But if you put them down early, I don't know if they're going to get back up the, off the mat. It, it, you know, we, we saw that last year. Indiana, for a large part, in the first two drives of the game, outside of maybe Rutgers, they had a shot. And then once they fell behind, it was over. Um, and everybody checked out. So I don't know. I haven't rewatched the Nebraska games yet, but they might be at that point where if if you put them down early, they might not get back up. And that's exactly what IU needs because you can't let Cincinnati, the loss of Cincinnati, become three. Because if it, you have Michigan coming up after Nebraska, which is probably a loss, or let's 95% chance you're, you're losing that game, and you have Maryland after that. So this thing could really snowball before going to Rutgers. You need IU needs this win to get the four and one. I, I think it's the swing game of the season. Uh, uh, there are a lot of swing games this season. Uh, one of them was Saturday, uh, a little bit, but at Nebraska is probably the biggest swing game uh, of the year. Yeah, I mean they lost to Georgia Southern first year for Clay Helton. Um, gave up the most yards they've ever given up in Memorial Stadium um, and then fired Frost on, on Sunday. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see M Mickey Joseph is the interim there. They're coming off a of bye week. Um, he fired their D coordinator almost immediately when he got the interim head coaching tag. Um, he said they're going to slow down the tempo on offense a little bit. So I think that plays a little bit better for IU. Um, so, yeah, I mean, interesting game, but Sammy, talk to me about, you know, what you liked from the defense yesterday. I think the, I mean, Aaron Casey and Cam Jones are phenomenal, phenomenal players. Um, I'm a little bit worried about what happens if one of them goes down. Um, I'm, I don't want to, I don't know what the right word is. Maybe disappointed maybe that we're starting a walk on, um, you know, they well, I think that was a... and, and Matt Holt started and, you know, he played a little bit on the edge too. So, you know, good for him, play the best players, but, you know, I would say slightly concerned about the linebacker depth. If week four, he's already, you know, starting. But... I think that was more of a, a scheme thing uh, in running downs. He's a bigger linebacker than the, uh, against the run than um, Bradley Jennings and, mm -hmm. and Jared Casey. Mm -hmm. Uh he did get banged up too. He hurt his shoulder. I didn't see if he returned, but there was a block where the guy just went right into his shoulder. So hopefully it's not serious. And he's played well. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I was shocked to see him a little bit, but he was, he made some plays against Western Kentucky near, down near the goal line. Um, and yesterday. And a tackle for loss yesterday. Yeah. Tackle for loss yesterday. And as a walk on a linebacker, uh, you know, you take that. Um, I use depth at linebacker was a concern coming into the year uh, behind Cam Jones and Aaron Casey and those four. But, yeah, I, what I liked about the defense was the defensive line. I, I thought the defensive line, outside of that one missed tackle by DeMarcus Elliott, uh, was fantastic. Uh, yeah. They didn't really get the pressure uh, needed, but – in the run game, they were terrific. I don't think that they were out physical all that much. It would have been nice if uh, Desan McCullough played a little bit more in the first half. Um, but he had that awesome spin move. It had the quarterback sack somehow. I, I'm just going to call that, you know, 
that's a true freshman missed tackle. You're just not big enough um, to put the guy down, it, it seemed, because he wrapped him up and it just, like, bounced off of him. Um, you know, and then it was good to see Lance Bryant uh, play well as well. So, yeah. to me, it's that, that front seven um, – with the defensive line outside of that missed tackle, what that was encouraging to see. They need more of a pass rush with four, so they don't have to leave these guys on an island all the time. Um, but I, I thought the the front seven played pretty well. Yeah, and you know, I I like the depth. I like the rotations. A lot of guys playing, uh, and that's pretty healthy. Not going so far. So, yeah, I like what I saw from the front seven overall. Um, you know, and through the first four weeks, I think a lot of, a lot of good stuff from them, but, um, you know, James Evans, I think another pretty good game too. Um, I thought it was his best game as an IU guy. Yeah. I mean, th- that nice down punt inside the five. Um, I mean, he had four inside the 20, the touchback. We couldn't really see it from the radio booth because their sight line stunk. Um, but it seemed like it bounced in there as well. Uh, just an unfortunate role, but he averaged 53 yard, or 40, I think 40 something, 48 yards, a, a kick, um, no real return opportunities for them to return it, which is huge. Uh, and then four inside 20. So he's, he's getting more consistent and um, can become a, a big weapon, especially if, um, you know, if the defense is going to struggle a little bit, you know, starting them as in a, as good of a position as you could, uh, always helps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also was interesting was Charles Campbell was in on kickoffs, uh, in those high leverage situations. So late in the game, uh, where IU had some momentum and on those, those second half scores, he kicked off, which, uh, I think it's Trey Turner's Cincinnati's return, man. They didn't want to give him a chance uh, and they didn't want to kick it out of bounds. So uh, Chris Freeman opened the game with kickoffs. And I think maybe that's the plan going forward. Those high leverage kickoffs are going to use Charles Campbell. Yeah. I, you know, I think you have to, I don't think you can, uh, I don't think you can have the, the kicks out of bounds anymore. Just, just can't do it. So um, Cause like I said, if this is going to be a team that wins and loses on the margins all year, you got to win special teams. Um, and I think for the yeah. most part yesterday, they did that again. That's where I want to see if that uh, Alejandro Quintero would kick off. Cause he could do all three. Yeah. And when you're traveling in the big 10 with limited rosters to have a backup who could do all three, man, that's nice. You don't have to carry an extra kickoff guy. Uh, or, a, you know, the backup hunter, you, you could bring two other guys who might make a difference on, on defense or even on covering on special teams or on offense. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. You, you just – I think Chris Freeman lost his job in, in the clutch last week against uh, Western Kentucky. Yeah, I would, uh, I would definitely agree with that. But, you know, yeah, it's just, you know – same thing again, two years in a row, man, obviously different, different games the last two years. Um, the one in Bloomington last year is definitely one that was, you know, more in hand, but man, clean up some of the, the crap from yesterday and not even like, you know, a lot of little things I already talked about 
but take away some of the glaring mistakes. And man, it's a, it's a game that Cincinnati's sweating out for sure. I mean, they had 40 rushing yards yesterday. So, um, you know, that's why they couldn't put that game away. Yeah. It's just, you know, I, I liked what I saw and, you know, I understand, you know, maybe the play calling was different for him in the second half, but it, you know, it was an actual game in the fourth quarter. Um, after all I don't, that, so say whatever you want, but I thought, you know, pedaling back at halftime, Mullen comes up with the pick off the tip. Um, Brylan Lanier had a nice second half too. Um, you know, I, I don't know. There was a lot of things I liked. And again, I think a lot that you can use and build on next week and beyond. So, you know, you play the second half that you played yesterday in Lincoln next week. I think, I think that's a game you feel, you feel confident you can win. Yeah. I don't think Cincinnati really took their foot off the gas. I think that interception kind of scared them from throwing it. Um, you, they wanted to use clock, but to I use credit that defense didn't, didn't let them run the ball. And when you can't run the ball, um, you know, and get a little bit of pressure like they did in the second half on the quarterback and throw in complete passes. That's how those big comebacks start. Uh, unfortunately for IU, when they got it to within 14, they just couldn't get any closer than that. There were, you know, the, all like you said, all those little things uh, held up pre-snap, you know, pre-snap penalties on first down, a, a holding, um, drop passes or something like that. Um so, yeah, it's they have a lot to clean up. Maybe this is the wake-up call that IU needs to say, hey, let's refocus, get ready for Nebraska, because it is. Um, and it's not just the biggest game because it's the next one. It's the biggest game because it's it's a monster swing game for, for this season. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely winnable. I thought, you know, it was winnable before the season, um, you know, it's a Nebraska defense that is going to give you a lot of chances to put up points. So, yep. um, you know, I think if you take better care of the ball on Saturday, I think you feel confident about it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, uh, you know, a lot, a lot to like from the defense, the secondary has got to play better. There's no question. Um, you know, there was a, I think the third touchdown of the game, it was, you know, down on the goal line. I think it was like on the five yard line. They had yeah, Mullen and Williams, well, Mullen and Williams, Mullen and Williams, excuse me, in man to man on the same side. And you could see Williams kind of trying to talk or communicate right as the ball was snapped. And they just, a simple cross, the two of those guys got mixed up and he was wide open. You know, that just can't happen. That, that's a matchup. If you say both of the, both of those guys are on the same side of the field, one-on-one -on -one with someone you feel good about that if you're Indiana. So those two guys, you know, Mullen was good in the run game again. He always is, but you just need more consistent play out of those two corners. If you want to go anywhere this season, because we we've seen how talented they are. Um, and, you know, I, I guess you just need a more consistent four quarters from those two guys. And I think you'll get it. Um, they're too talented and they've done it too many times before to not give it to you. But, um, you know, I would like to see a little bit more, just one-on-one -on -one man. I think that's where both of those guys are at their best, but yeah, just um, simplify the defense. We shouldn't be yeah. communicating as the ball snap and stuff like that. These are, you know, really good athletes. They've proven themselves to be really good corners. Just let them go play. 
um, yeah. and, and see how it works out. Let them go play, play fast. Um, and look, there was that one touchdown. Mullen had great coverage on. The guy dropped yeah. a di- dime in there uh, and made a hell of a catch. If that happens, yeah. you, t- you tip your cap, say, you know what, I'll get yeah. the next one. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's – well, I, I, is it basketball time yet, Alex? It's 3.45 <laughs> on September 25th. Yeah, you know, it's it's not even worth watching college football anymore, Sammy, because everything is just terrible. So, um, yeah, I don't know. You know, it's hard to, you know, I have to bite my tongue a lot and not respond to those people. I just, it's so exhausting, man. I'll never, I'll never understand it. I'll never understand those people, but. No, nope, you know, they're going to enjoy playing in, for, the, in the foot, Mac. Football and, being good for, football being good is good for everybody, including basketball. So, um, yep. Kansas know. is figuring that out. Yeah, you know it's nice to have full stadiums when you have recruits on campus. But I'm pretty um, sure that Kansas also is building a new football stadium. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know, but yeah, you know, sleeping on the game. We said it, you know, before we got on here. I I do feel better about what happened yesterday. Um, you know, wasn't really as upsided as the score will 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 show. Um. But yeah, I mean, you gotta gotta clean up some of the easy things to clean up, because um, now you're week five, so we're a third of the way through the season, um, you know. So those little things can't keep popping up. It's time to you know put your money where your mouth is. A lot of experienced guys, a lot of guys that have won here and at other places, um, and starts on Saturday. You got to go get a win out there in Lincoln. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a must win game. Uh, you know, it's not just swing. It's a must win game. You have to win yeah. this game if you're going to get six um, yep. and then play out the rest of the season because Maryland looks good. Uh, you go get Rutgers on the road, kind of a revenge game there, although I'm not going to call it a revenge game because we usually stink at those. Um, but then you got if you could get to the bucket game with five wins, you're in business. Uh Heck, if you could get to East Lansing with five wins, you're in business. Yeah, Michigan State is, uh, you know, Kenneth Walker is gone, and they're still trying to figure out what what to do on offense. So Peyton Thorns is fine. He, you know, he's a good good game manager. But you know, that game in Bloomington last year, that's that's one I you probably should have beat Michigan State too. But um, you know, uh, there's a lot of winnable games. You know, I don't I don't like looking too far ahead. It's you know, so many different things can happen. Yep, got to get the next one. Um, I think if you run, if you run a hundred plays on offense again, you, I think you could, you know, the games everyone's are already chalking up as losses. I, you know, you'd be surprised at what happens. So, um, yeah, overall, uh, you know, obviously sucks to lose. Don't want to lose any of the games. Um, again, not really sure what people were expecting. I didn't, I didn't think we were going to go twelve and zero. I'm not sure. You know the people that are fire Al and blow up the program, you know, like, I don't, I don't understand what they were expecting to have happened this season. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of good things. I think this is a much better team than last year, which is good. Um, I think this team has more heart and grit than last year, which is good, but you got to win on Saturday now. So um, that's pretty much all I got for today, Sammy, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of good things in all three phases. And then again, you just, those, those small things, you can't let them add up and multiply 
and kind of snowball, which is what happened yesterday. So you cut yeah. out some of those, not all of them. There's going to be some mistakes, obviously. You cut out some of those, and uh, I think you see us tick back up again. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, take care of those red flags um, and things like that. Some of it was fluky stuff. Some of it was just boneheaded stuff. But, yeah, it's – you got your your best players have to play well. And when Tywin Mullins blowing coverages in the first half, you can't with you can't survive that, especially at IU. Um, hopefully they're healthy. That, that was my biggest concern coming out of the game is you get DJ and Monster uh, back healthy and you got to get Zach Carpenter and um, and Cam Knight back as well because you need help at that center position uh, as well as Caleb Murphy played against Western Kentucky. Uh, he was outmatched yesterday. Uh, and, you know, maybe Darren Hiller and, and the offensive coaching staff takes a long look at the personnel on that offensive line says, hey, let's give some of these young guys a shot because they've actually yeah. – it's not like these guys are untalented. They were recruited hard and uh, by other programs and other big programs who IU fans think are respectable programs, um, and IU got them. So it's, yeah. it might be time to give those guys a shot because uh, this is a must-win game. If uh, We'll talk about it after the game takes place on, on Saturday at 7.30. Yeah. Yeah, lots to like, lots to be excited about, lots to be anxious about, but I'm, I'm excited for Saturday. It's always always good to get the next one ready to go. So, um, yeah, you know, don't know what's going to happen until they kick it off. Hopefully it's an inbounds kickoff, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. Well, unless Nebraska's kicking, Alex, then it's hopefully oh, it's out of bounds. Yeah, that's true. That's true. No, I think we're going to win the toss. We're going to defer. We're going to kick off. We're going to. It's going to be a 13 to three first quarter. And it's going to be one of those where you should have had two touch, two more touchdowns in the first quarter. And then when you look back on it, you're going to go, man, that would have been real nice. Uh, but I don't know. I think, I think it's going to be a fast start next weekend. So we'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on the uh, Hoosier huddle after the dust settles. Uh, we'll be back with all the Nebraska IU coverage this week. We'll have our round table tomorrow with the guests to be determined. Uh, either a Nebraska writer or we'll bring in uh, Andy Andy Graham uh, to talk about the first third of Indiana season and the matchup against Nebraska. We'll have the pregame podcast with TJ and I on Tuesday. Uh, we'll have all our pregame content coming up uh, as well. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore huddle. Uh, jump on Facebook as well and follow the Hoosier huddle page. Uh, go to HoosierHuddle.com. Subscribe, rate, and like the Who's Your Huddle YouTube channel uh, as well. And, um, you know, it, it's it's a quick season. It's a third of the way over. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a must-win game next week. The IU kicks off at 7.30. Uh, games on Big Ten Network, 7.30 Eastern. Uh, Big Ten Network at uh, Memorial Stadium in Lincoln. Too many Memorial Stadiums, by the way. Um uh, Nebraska's Memorial Stadium in, in Lincoln, uh, and uh, we'll have all your coverage leading up to it. Sounds great. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. 
Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Download speeds up to one gigabit per second. Cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply.